0: you're having a great day. Welcome to Distance Podcast, where we are giving you insight into others' experience during the COVID-19 pandemic. We're part of the CoVideo Project, which has the mission of documenting the COVID-19 experience through compiled footage from around the globe. We hope to offer new insights and perspectives into what it is like living through this unprecedented time and hopefully be a reference for future generations. Follow our Instagram at covideoproject for more information and make sure to check us out at www.thecovideoproject.com for more information. All right, so for our shouting out an organization portion of the podcast, we'll get right into the episode, but we highly encourage you to listen to this bit because it is a little bit of a change. So This doesn't have to do with COVID relief directly, but it has to do more with the Black Lives Matter movement and the recent injustices that we've seen in the death of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and many more Black Americans in recent years and in past years. So. Here are two organizations that you can help that will actually help the system of oppression that black people have been facing in America for too long. So the first one we have is Campaign Zero, and this group was founded in 2015 and is dedicated to police reform and works with a 10-point plan aimed at reducing violence. It has been very important in past years, but is especially important in recent years addressing gun violence through police brutality and lot of different ways so it's amazing you can look further into the 10-point plan it is super great um that's campaign zero it's very easy to donate so we highly recommend you do that right now the second one we would like to promote is the NAACP's legal defense and educational fund and the NAACP has been working for many years to achieve civil justice but what they're doing right now is they are using advocacy and public education to work towards racial justice and equality for all Americans so this organization is fighting to protect voting rights reform of the criminal justice system, and improve equal access to education among civil rights causes. So you can donate where you're, um, you can choose where your money is being donated to, like which, far, like if you want it to be donated to like police reform or education or voting rights, there's so many different options and this really helps reform a system and gets to the stem of where this issue of oppression is coming from. So those are just two, there's so many more, um, individual things. There are petitions you can sign, there are so many things that you can do. There's a link in our Instagram bio, which gives you so many more opportunities. But we really hope that you can take a second and donate since you have some time on your hands. So, here is the episode. Hope you enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Distanced. Hope everyone is doing really well. Um, so today we are here with Melissa Ackerman and Asmi Parikh, and they are going to be talking about an amazing cause that they've both been working with, and one of them's been running, called Produce Alliance. And you guys may have seen our video on it. We made a quick video to promote it. It's an amazing cause. You guys should actually go donate right after this episode, or pause the episode, go donate to their website, ProduceAlliance.com. They have a bunch of information there, and you're going to learn a lot about it through this episode. So without further ado, oh, we're here with Yvonne, who is our other co-host. might recognize him from some past episodes. Yvonne, you- say hi.
1: Hey again, so glad to have you on the show. But yes, Dis Alliance has done so much for the community. They've been helping so many central workers, and we're so happy to have Ms. Ackerman here on the show with us today.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> um, us, me, and Ms. Ackerman, would you guys like to just quickly introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about what you've been doing and what you've been up to and what your life is like now? So, you guys can.
2: Yeah, I can go first really quickly. Hi, I'm Asmi and um, my mom was partnering or working with Miss Ackerman and she had heard about the wonderful things POTUS lines was doing and she told me about it. And as soon as I heard like the amazing idea, I thought like immediately I was like, oh, I really want to be a part of this or help in some So first I went and I donated, but then I was like, that's not enough. So I wanted to do some more. So I reached out Miss Ackerman and I was like, hi, like, is there any way I could like help some more? And Miss Ackerman said that I could be like a team leader sort of and try and get donations. And so after that, I was like reaching out to all my friends and I reached out to Elson and she had the brilliant idea of trying to like partner co-video and like sort of promote Produce Alliance from there. But yeah, so that's basically what I've been doing.
0: Great, awesome. awesome. Hi,
3: I'm Melissa um, Ackerman. And so my business traditionally, we bring fruits and vegetables um, distributed to hospitals, but most more than that, we usually do it to schools and restaurants and um, really anything in the food service world. So when the world stopped, um, as we knew it, my our businesses really were down 80%. And I'm sure many of you have seen those horrific pictures of farmers that were taking their products and plowing them into their soil or dumping milk. Um, the reality is that our supply chains that are retail and food service, they go separate directions and sometimes they don't have the right intersections. So the distributors that I work with, I work with you know 70 different distributors across the country. They had to furlough or lay off so many hundreds of people and they had these refrigerated trucks that they usually use to get to the back of the restaurants and airports and schools, and they didn't have any use for them. So we decided that we wanted to try to do something to bring things to frontline workers or to um, food banks and to schools and those things and be basically a mobile food bank. And also, if you all remember at the beginning, food banks and places of the um, that were helping people didn't have volunteers. like They didn't have ways to pack these boxes or do things like that. So we wanted to be able to use our furloughed workers and do, um, use ways to be able to have these boxes created. So I don't know how much you all know about distribution, but you don't get your stuff from the farms in large quantities and bring them to the back of a restaurant. Yeah. It has to go to something as a distribution center where it's broken down into smaller amounts. It's normally like a 50-pound bag or some kind of bag, and then it's brought to the back of a restaurant. But at the distribution centers, they're able to break it down even smaller into these small bags, and then they brought them into these boxes. So actually, when I was talking to Asmae's mom, she had the great idea that we would then maybe get it to first-line responders. And so we started a GoFundMe. And that was through the Produce Alliance Foundation, which is our charitable arm. And um, I'm very excited to say that as of the May 22nd, we will have been to 38 locations. We will have given 11,391 first responders Woo! and boxes. And we will have distributed 221,915 pounds of produce. Wow. Oh my God.
1: Wow. That is incredible.
3: Oh so we've raised about almost $300,000. And we've really been able to do stuff and also just help the supply chain continue to move. So it's been a really amazing journey to like spark interest and to get people involved. And the reality is that the team leads are able to help us decide where this goes, because it really, it takes, it's $25 for a box of produce. Um, There's the cost of the product and then there's the transportation, the PPE, all that stuff that it takes. And then it gets pulled, the, the, the truck gets pulled literally next to the hospital or brought to a a food bank or if a food bank wants, it could be brought to a YMCA parking lot or to a police station or to wherever the place is, you know, it can go anywhere because it's a refrigerated truck. And the idea is that it gets put from there, from the truck to the trunk of the person. So they take the box that's normally 18 to 22 pounds, and then they take it home to their families. So it's, it's unbelievable. The calls we've gotten from people saying, you know, I haven't had fresh produce in two weeks. Um, we have a hashtag, um, that people are using and we see these unbelievable creations they're making for their families. And, um, it's just, it's wonderful because who doesn't love some fresh produce? And that's really it. It just talked a lot, but that's <laughs> No, the <story>. don't worry. <laughs> that's,
0: that covers like the whole summary. That's okay. First of all, that's amazing. Like, honestly, it just takes people who are like, it just honestly, right now, all we need is like creative ideas to like to do things and, like, have action in the community because we're at, like, a really tough position right now as a world, you know, and I think this is a great time to, like, sort of take things that wouldn't really be able to be applied in this situation and then make them, like, relevant to produce workers and furloughed workers and healthcare workers and, like, pretty much everyone who's, like, struggling in this time and I think that's incredible and also the concept is, like, so fun and, like, creative. Like, a box, like, a creative produce... Um, for $25, I feel like it's just a catch, you know? And very, very cool. Um, so props to you, Asmi, your mom, and me also. Uh, is there anything you want to add to that description, Asmi? Or about, like, what you've uh, been doing, like, specifically to help them and uh,
2: well not really I just want to say that like one of the amazing things that I think about the Produce Alliance what they're doing is that and I've mentioned this to you before Elson, is that they're not only helping the frontline workers but they're also helping the back end of the supply chain yeah. because all of those people are out of like their as you said the production went down like 80% like and so what you're doing is helping increase that also so it's helping like both sides of the supply chain and like and I think that's just a phenomenal thing because of course, the essential workers and the frontline workers, of course, need the help and assistance, but also everybody else who's out of a job or who, like the farmers who aren't able to sell their produce and are having to trash them, all of those people are getting affected so heavily. And what Produce Alliance is doing is helping both sides of the equation, which I think is phenomenal.
0: 100%. Agree. Um Okay, so I think we can get into, like, the first kind of interview question, because you guys set the stage really well. Um, so, okay, so the first thing I have here is, um, I guess you kind of answered this to a certain extent, but, like, how did you guys come up? us awesome. you can touch on this on behalf of your mom, I guess, and um, Ms. Ackerman, obviously, probably has a really good answer and has already touched on it in her description. But like, how did you guys like think of this idea and how are you like logistically able to transform what you had into what this organization has become? So, um, yeah. So, I mean, we,
3: this is kind of literally what we do. It's just a different way of distribution. Um, We can do, you know, like in one city, a distributor does hundreds of thousands, even a thousands of drops a day. So um, Produce Alliance does, is able to help manage across the country. And we also do it in Canada and the Caribbean. Um, we manage, you know, thousands and thousands of drops a day. So this is a natural fit for our business model. And it was a way to be able to um, continue to do well um, it was also an idea to show proof of concept and there's a new USDA program called the F- family farm box program. that's going to do something very similar, um, to help organizations. And so while we're going to continue to do this to, um, our extent for frontline workers and for, to show them our appreciation, cause they're exhausted and like getting off of, you know, a long shift, like to go to the grocery store, even like, you know, once you're like in your work. My husband's an orthopedic surgeon, so when you come home, the first thing you're supposed to do is, take, you know, get off your clothes and shower. So, you know, we don't. When people get off of a shift, the first thing they want to do is not go get groceries. So, to be able to come home with fresh groceries is amazing. But this USDA program is going to help um, in a very similar model get hundreds of thousands of boxes across the country. So we are very proud of the fact that we were able to do this before that started and be able to show types of proof of concept. and
0: people could see it out there as something that could work
1: across the country. Awesome. Great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, um, this is just such an incredible thing that y'all are doing for the community, but also because it's such a big project, like what was the most difficult aspect of it? Because I can't even imagine like the logistics of it or maybe even there, there might even have been an emotional toll. I don't even know. Like what would you say was the most difficult thing for you when it came to this project this you know we're trying to help out the community
3: the hardest thing is fundraising um mm. the rest of it is truly um what we do uh if we were to get you know a huge grant or we were able to do fundraising we have so many ideas and so many things we'd want to do with it. The connections have been amazing. Uh, we did a huge job at Mass General. We have hospitals calling us now. I have individual nurses saying this is where I work, can you come here?" But the funding's not there. So it's that's probably the hardest part is having to say no. Um, some nurses have missed the boxes. like they're like we missed a box and like can you help us? And that's kind of an emotional toll because we don't want to have to say yeah. no. So we've tried to figure out ways to get those people boxes at the end of the day. Um, and I think that's really the hardest emotional is just not being able to give it to everyone and to repeatedly be able to give it to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, cause like, obviously, and like like you were saying, like, it gets to a point where you're successful and people are asking you and like, people are relying and kind of like depending. So I totally understand that would be kind of upsetting to not be able to meet their, like meet their needs when your goal is to help. But um, obviously, you know, if you guys are listening to this right now and you're hearing that this is your chance Uh, with fundraising, I did a fundraising thing that was like for um, the, for LLS, uh, for, like, leukemia research, basically, and I totally get that, like, it's so, it's hard to get people, I think that the the main thing is, like, people will donate if they have it right there in front of them, and it just, here is the slot for your credit card number, and put it in, and then it's done, so, I think that, like, and now that people have time on their hands, I think it's, like, super easy and great and accessible, and your websites are really great, and the GoFundMe page is great, and it's all super easy. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's like a valid struggle in this and it uh, makes sense. Austin, do you have anything to add off of that? Um,
2: Well, like as a team lead, like when I was trying to fundraise, I completely like that really it's really hard because I sent out like 20, 30 emails to people and I like texted friends and I got a lot of like yeses. And then they just like didn't Didn't. follow up and they didn't continue and they didn't go on donate because I was like, hey, like I heard about this amazing thing, Produce Alliance, like it'd be amazing if you could donate even $5. And a lot of people were like, yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds great. And then they never took like the next steps. So yeah, yeah. Like fundraising is definitely a really hard thing.
1: I think also the issue is like, you know, when you see this, when you see like a charity for like some amazing project or whatever it'll be like you know wow, this looks incredible but then sometimes people will think oh well someone else can donate I, I like you know i'll be fine and you know honestly i don't blame them because you know, i've been guilty of that sometimes i'm going to be 100 honest and but um you know but then the more that this crisis has gone on and the more that i've seen a bunch of different organizations trying to help the community i've discovered that it really starts with you And even if it's... Obviously, if you're in the position to donate, but even if it's just $1, it goes so far.
0: 25th of a crate. It's pretty good. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Yvonne, I totally agree. Uh, Just about... You gotta just do it. You just gotta start. gotta motivate. And it's super great and makes a difference. So um, that was a great question, by the way. Really solid one. Um, So the next thing I'm gonna ask is... I guess, again, you kind of touched on this, it's all kind of building off of each other, but have you like heard back directly from any first responders or any um, produce workers or people who've been furloughed out? Have you heard directly from any of them? And if so, how have like their response has been, how has this like helped them out?
3: Yes. The answers, yes. Um, we've gotten really amazing letters Um, I had one woman write me a letter about that she had many jobs and this was the only one she had and how much this meant to her. Um, So I actually – we ended up continuing to get her boxes for several weeks from one of our distributors because I really felt like it was uh, something that would really impact her life. Um, My father's our CEO, and for some reason – I don't know why, but I'm happy they are. There's been several, I think like five to ten – Um, people that have called him directly to thank him personally. Um, And it's been amazing. Like he sent heartfelt letters to our entire company to let them know what this has done for people. And then the letters that we've gotten from um, people, we've done like a compilation of it um, and sent it to the rest of our team. Just to let people know that this is – I keep saying that during this you have to find bright spots and I think that this has just really helped a lot of our team members know that there are bright spots um so yeah we've definitely heard back
0: all about the bright spots for sure just the little spots <laughs> like it's all it's all good oh, so you to add yeah, to that?
2: another question I had like based on that so what are some like not people who have responded but what are some like other organizations that have sort of like teamed up with Proteus Lines because I know you were earlier mentioning about the posters behind you and how they were like are there any other people who have done that and like stuff like
3: that um so yeah so the art behind me is from um an artist that I am obsessed with her name is Christy Cohot, and her art is happy art um and then um, some of our growers have have asked to do things as well. Um, trying to think. Um, so I'm in YPO, which is um, younger president's organization, and I've had several other people in YPO do drops, um, done, done delivery-sponsored full deliveries because of it, which has been just amazing. Like just decided to do one or two full truckloads because of it and just given the full amount to do it, which is awesome. And I've also had people donate their time, um, for PR, for helping to just do that. So I think those people that have been part of our team, as well as people within the DC area that have just given their time to be a part of our team throughout this whole process are just incredible. Um, so yeah, I think that that's been awesome.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, all about the time. Again, just got to motivate to do it because we have a little bit more on our hands now as everyone has been made aware of. <laughs> um, okay, so next thing is, I know, Asmi, Us- you can definitely talk about this too. Um, so this is for both of you guys. Um, but how many people are you hoping, like, would you say of each kind of like category within the project? Like how many volunteers, how many like, team leaders, how many healthcare workers, how many, I don't know, just the numbers, I guess, if you probably don't know them off the top of your head, but like an estimate, I guess.
3: How many? I think we've had like, I don't know off my top of my head, but maybe like 20 to 30 team leads. Yeah, I think so. There's a significant amount. I can check. And um, we've given out 11, almost 11,500 boxes. So I would say that each box goes to one person. Um, I would say that 85% of that is to frontline workers and then 15% is to, um, either a school district, law enforcement or food bank or an emergency response team. So that would be the different categories I'm looking at my, um, my, I have in front of me all the different places that we've donated. I, I do a newsletter to all of our donors every um, I do it to our GoFundMe, and then I do it to uh, direct to our foundation.
2: Yeah, no, there's um, 25 people on the fundraising team, and they're from like all over the place: Chicago, New York, DC, Kentucky, Michigan, all over, all across the country. And yeah,
1: yeah that's so awesome because, like, I remember I was when I was researching more into the, the project. I thought it was like a local. Like I thought, it was just like a local little thing in DC, but it's y'all like all over the United States.
3: Yeah, and we had a very large donation in New York City that was like twelve hundred boxes, two thousand boxes. I don't know. It was the day. I have to. It was humongous. Yeah, We're the most generous family. So,
0: a lot of gains come out of this, I would assume. Just making that video, I know, like, the people working on the project and, like, I don't know if you saw it, but, like, the kids in that video were, like, obsessed with the project. They were, like, this is so cool. Everyone, Yvonne, you were in it, Asmi, you were in it, we were all in it, but, um, everyone was, like, that's such a cool, like, like, she's doing that. That's such a, like, fun idea and it's, like, so rewarding in so many ways and people just loved, like, making the video, so it's probably awesome to be working on the project as well.
2: Yeah, no, this is a testament to you, Ms. Ackerman. Like, as soon as I pitched, like, I told Elson about it, like, the response she had, because the idea and, like, all you're doing is so amazing that, like, the things that Elson did and then, like, everybody got involved, like, that's a testament to how amazing, like, what you're doing is. Thank you.
3: I I literally didn't know about the video. I just saw something tagged. And I, it was late at night. It was, like, 11 p.m. Oh, yeah. And I was, like, to my husband, like, oh, my God, what is this? Oh, my God. I was, like, freaking out. And I, like, called <laughs> everyone in my family. I was, like, you have to see this. This is unbelievable. So you guys oh, are awesome.
0: That's great. Thank you.
1: Oh, my That's so awesome. You loved it. <laughs> awesome.
0: We all went on, like, a call and – I'd say there were like, how many people, guys, were on our, 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 like, fundraising support team, kind of?
1: Good, like, maybe 15-ish. I would say, like, that's, like, the estimate.
0: Yeah. So we all went on, like, a call at, like, it was at, like, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern or something. It was pretty late. It went to, like, 11.30. um, Because, like, the time zones, obviously, you got to coordinate It's even harder with... That's why, like, Arjun couldn't make it the other hosts and stuff, because they're, like, wacky time zones. um, Because he lives in India. But uh so like we were all all like on a call like late at night like trying to write a script for like and like us me was like okay guys so here's what they do like here's (laughs) here's like um like the rundown of like the logistical stuff and then other people were like all right guys we need some stats about healthcare workers like why do people want to give why do people want to help like produce workers and we were like all like rewording stuff like what's persuasive language and stuff I felt like like the
1: little english teacher came out on all of us i think oh, that yeah. night and we were just trying to get as much done as possible and trying to like make sure that sounded good and professional but um it was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it was great so thank you for enabling us i guess
3: awesome you guys are doing great things
0: um oh thank you but so the last question we'll wrap it up in a second but the last question we've asked this to we had a guest on our podcast last week who is a COVID survivor and since we're getting these these like experiences and perspectives on our podcast we are going to ask you what is a message that you have it's a little cheesy but what's a message that you have for the world regarding the pandemic and just if you can tell we could tell the whole world like, one thing regarding the pandemic, like, what would you say?
3: When the world slowed down and took a pause, what was the thing you remembered most and who were the people you were closest to? I hope it were the people that you love the most and the people that you want to share your life with.
1: Great. Oh my I
3: really love
2: that. That's
0: that, I love that. That's great. Oh, nice. Perfect. applause. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're awesome yeah thank you so much Ms. Ackerman, for coming on and doing this with us all the work you're doing is great you guys are still listening um go right now to donate to produce alliance they're doing amazing things and you've heard from the heads and workers within it right now so go do your part um it only takes a minute and you're making a difference so thanks for listening and thank you so much Ms. Ackerman. thank you us me thank you yvonne Um, Distance Podcast, signing out.